What's good, fam? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. It has creation tools to help you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or from your computer. Anchor will even help distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast, it's all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Dear Son Podcast. This is a safe space where men share their fatherhood journey. These conversations are transparent and, more importantly, vulnerable. Now, because each fatherhood story is situationally nuanced, some topics are heavier than others. The commonality found amongst all the guests is a genuine desire to help and inspire other men through telling their story. And now, here's your host, Derek Johns. Derek Johns. Welcome to the Dead Sun Podcast. This is a safe space where men discuss vulnerable stories about the fatherhood journey. Sometimes these topics are a little bit heavy. Sometimes they're lighter. It varies by the guests. Three components remain consistent is that this podcast platform is designed to reveal, heal, and help. So we want to reveal traumas. We want to talk about ways to heal from those traumas. And then we want to help others by sharing the stories about it all. Now, I'm not a therapist. That should be extremely obvious to you, but I will state that. Uh, because I don't want it to be misinterpreted. Now, normally I have a guest, but tonight I am both your host and your guest. And we want to talk about something that's really personal to me, something that I'm working through. And these are my top 10 reasons that I am afraid of healing. The top 10 reasons that I'm afraid of healing. And to be quite honest, I had to put pen to paper or finger to iPad in my case. And I have my notes because I want to be honest about it. I was honest when I put them in my iPad and I don't want to deviate. I don't want to give myself an excuse for not communicating the message as I was inspired to do so. So forgive me if I'm looking down, if I'm not so engaging in the camera. Maybe that's part of me being afraid to heal from a couple of of these items that will make sense. All right, so here we go. Give me some energy where you are. Clap audibly, clap in your mind. Give me some, some energy to get through this. Number one. Healing requires me to be honest about parts of me that I've tried to hide from myself. I can allow myself to get away with anything. They say if you want something to remain a secret, only tell yourself. I think the moment you reveal a deep or dark secret to someone else, that's a soft cry for help. Makes sense. So we're naturally created for community. So when we alienate people from certain parts of our life, 
it initially feels weird. We have to fight that feeling until it becomes normal. The same thing happens internally with our conscience. After repeated suppression, we become numb. This is probably top three of the 10 for me because I realized that I've been able to suppress things very deep, dark places of my life that I just don't want to deal with. And this podcast process, believe it or not, is causing me to deal with those things. So in a sense, this podcast is really on my nerves because it's forcing me to grow become a better man. And if I become a better man, I'll become a better father, better husband, better son, brother. The applications are endless. Top 10 reasons I'm afraid to heal. Number two, healing exposes feelings that I'm not currently equipped to manage. Some of those feelings weren't nurtured as a child. Even as an adult, I haven't done the work or sought the proper tools. See, in my family, this is a negative generational cycle. Uh, if you, this is your first time coming into contact with this podcast, I didn't. Uh, I had a conversation with my father about our relationship, and I won't rehash it. You can go check it out at your leisure. But we had different opinions of each other him being the father, me being the child. And one thing that was consistent, even from his father, his relationship with his father, and then him with me is not being able to deal with feelings or express them. Talked about not seeing my father cry. In another episode, I talked about my son not seeing me cry. And that's just something that we didn't talk about when I was growing up and I realized that this detachment from those emotions have caused me to be a somewhat guarded person, uh, even in my household where you should be the most free. It's number two. Number three, healing makes me uncomfortable. So you have to do things that you weren't used to doing in order to heal. You may have to go talk to somebody. You may have to have an honest, an honest conversation with somebody close to you, your wife, your son, your daughter, your father. All of those things aren't natural after so many years of being a certain way. And I don't know about you, but I don't like being uncomfortable when I don't want to be uncomfortable but it is a requirement in order to grow. This is something that I fought very early in my marriage. When we were having issues or having challenges, I would rather suppress feelings, avoid the help and avoid the work because it was uncomfortable. And I thought my wife would see me as weak or unfit to be a husband or a father. Healing is uncomfortable. Number four, 
Healing removes excuses that once allowed me to operate at my lowest frequency. Some people may say the lower self. See, once again, the longer you can lie to yourself about what expectations you do or don't have, life becomes really easy. It's much easier to not be accountable. It's much easier to not do the work. Excuses are extremely easy, and I was great at excuses. Now, I don't know if anybody else out there had that, has that challenge or has that gift or curse, whatever you want to call it. But I was the king of spin. I could almost make you believe that I believe that things were different than they really were. Impacted relationships for sure. And it's part of that growth thing that I just wasn't ready for earlier in my marriage and earlier as a father. So that was number four. Again, healing removes excuses that once allowed me to operate at my lowest frequency. Number five, healing hurts those around me. It literally changes your condition. See, others that once enjoyed who you were in that broken state will start to notice that you're no longer like them. You have less in common. They may actually try to reject you before you can reject them as they see it. That's a very difficult one because when you have to grow out of or away from people, sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it hurts you more than it hurts them, but it's necessary. It's number five. Number six, healing looks silly to others. And I'd rather be cool than be complete. You going to marriage counseling, bro? That's for suckers. Put your wife in check, man. Run your house. See, even in that fictitious example, I brought the wife into it because I'm too insecure to infer that I need professional therapy. See, the male ego is really something. Now, that's not a real example of something that my friends have said. I want to be very clear about that, but it's a very common scenario. And it doesn't have to be about counseling in your marriage. It could be about anything that requires you to do the right thing. So you got to be you got to be really careful of the company that you keep, especially as you assume a leadership role in your house. As a husband, as a father. Sometimes you have to excuse those folks out of your life that think you growing is silly. See, a lot of times we think we like to tell ourselves that we're not worried about being cool. We're not worried about peer pressure. All that stuff happens when you were younger. Sometimes you don't grow out of that. And it really impacts 
how you deal with life. You got to be able to stand on your own and understand what's best for you and your family. And you got to be all in. And when healing requires that of me, there were times where I actually cared about what the outside world thought. Now, the outside world is not paying my bills. They're not contributing to anything. But for whatever reason, I was in my head about if I change, how will people look at me? Simultaneously battling that if I don't change, how will my family look at me? It's a dichotomy of sorts. Big word for the episode, dichotomy. Fellas, we can't be worried about those outside influences or those outside perspectives of what we're doing to heal and how we're growing. Just got to do it. Number seven. Healing takes a commitment that has no specific duration. You can't plan it out. There's plenty of resources, but there's no blueprint. See, if I can't stick to a 30-day health reset where the benefits are quantifiable, how can I commit to this journey into the unknown? This is another one that is in my top three. See, I gotta, I, I have to have the details. I was one of those kids that asked why. I had to have all of the information, know all of the steps before I could commit to it. Now, real life doesn't work that way, nor does a life of faith for those that believe in God as I do. See, he doesn't show you the step by step, but he's beside you, guiding you, protecting you step by step. You got to have faith. So when you're committing to the healing process, you got to know that the work is going to be the work. You only know the start date. You don't know the end date. And you don't know that the path that you're on is guaranteed to lead to healing until you're healed. But you got to stay on it. Your family not even just your family. It's, so it's, it's important to you. And that's something that I want to highlight is any of these things that, that we do as men and we say we do all for our family, that is a very noble why. I would challenge you, though, if you're not committing to change for you, your why may not be big enough long enough. So we got to grow, right? That's the underlying principle of this podcast platform. I truly believe better men, better fathers, better fathers, better families. We start to shift generations. 
Number eight, we're almost home, y'all. Healing requires me to surrender control. See, if I could handle it on my own, there's no way I would allow me to become broken. But clearly I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. And I like to think that I'm not a control freak, but just assessing myself in the recent weeks might be just a little bit of a control freak. For example, if you haven't been riding with someone and you're going to a place that's familiar to both of you, you're not driving, you're riding, right? In your mind, you have directions mapped out about how it should go turn by turn because you're familiar with this place. And when you get to an intersection where you would turn right and the person keeps going straight and you cringe, might be a little bit of control freak. Say if it's Thanksgiving and my wife and I are cooking in the kitchen and I look at her and she's preparing the greens the way that she knows how to prepare them and it's not the way that I would do it and I cringe just a little bit, I realize I got problems. I mean, it's greens for God. I mean, greens are a staple in the black community, but you get the point, right? So I had to check myself about even those, what do they call, passive aggressive types of reactions that suggest I need, I must, I have to be in control. Healing has no place for that. You're completely at the mercy of the process. And that is a very, very <laughs> undesirable place for me to be at any point. I like to have my hands on the wheel at all times. Number nine, and this may seem somewhat strange, but I'm scared of it. Healing brings clarity. And I might not like what I see. See, if you've been operating with blinders on, you got good enough to move around and through life, you got comfortable with those blinders on. Potentially, you have no desire to remove those blinders because they're no longer impacting you. You figured out how to operate. You figured out how to make life normal, not seeing all of what you could potentially see. And for some, that may be opportunity. That may be a realization that they have a greater aptitude or um, they can do more in life than they previously thought or wanted to acknowledge. When that clarity comes through healing, you have to live with the new or the revised, the updated vision that you've been afforded. Sometimes that may mean more work, but the clarity is necessary. And I don't always want to be clear on everything. That's a lot of fun in the great. So let me, let me give you an example. Have you ever, have you ever had a project in school, college, or better yet, have you ever in your work life been with a company 
that was super chaotic. Everything was last minute. There was no organization. You had no idea what the vision was. And then a project comes up. And then there's a leader established. And there's chaos, chaos, chaos. Things are not done in the most efficient or effective way, but somehow the project gets done and everybody celebrates. The next project comes around, same thing. Chaos, chaos, chaos. Project is done. Everybody celebrates. See, eventually that becomes the operational rhythm of that company. People thrive in the chaos. Because in the chaos, there are many places to point fingers. There's a lot of places for blame to be thrown around or. And then when somebody comes along and says, Hey, here's a better way to do it. The group responds negatively, but we don't do it like that. That's not what we know. Now it's clearly a better way, but nobody in the group has the experience doing things in a very effective and efficient manner and with clarity. It's kind of how it is when you heal. You realize that you've been operating in a chaotic state that you call normal, that I call normal, because this is about me, right? Apply it as you may. That chaos was a crutch because if something went wrong, I had somewhere to point or my kids didn't know or my wife didn't know. I would have been better off if, if, if they had just. But I wasn't clear. I wasn't providing the vision that I needed to as a leader. So now that through this process, I'm gaining clarity and I see and understand what the calling on my life is. And that this podcast platform is purpose driven. I'm not always comfortable with what God is showing me. Sometimes I don't want to talk about it and everything is not to be discussed. But because he has afforded me the clarity, I have to move as he speaks, as he's designed. Now this wasn't intended to be a church service or a message of that sort, or maybe it was. I'm just speaking from my perspective where I'm at in life and what this clarity, what fear has accompanied the clarity that I now have. Number 10, number 10 of 10. If you have toiled with me thus far, salute to you. Healing raises the standard by which I must abide in all areas of my life. When you know better, you do better. I've heard the saying from very focused people, and I always kind of turn my nose up at a little bit. And they say, how you do anything is how you do everything. 
See, once you've healed, you have a responsibility to approach life in a different manner. It requires more of you, more consistency, more understanding, more compassion, more listening, more caring. And these are all things that I'm good at at some point when I pick and choose. But I can't sit here and talk about this process and how it's changing me and I'm still picking and choosing when to be who. I'm changing, y'all. I see it and I like it. I just wanted to share that with you very quickly because it was on my mind, on my heart, and I hope that something, one of those 10 may have resonated or what, what are your 10? Are you even aware that you're afraid to heal? I know it sounds ridiculous, but change is hard especially when you know what the expectations are on the other side of it. Um, I, I just couldn't stay comfortable. So there you go. Top 10 reasons why I'm afraid to heal. I would love to hear from you if any of this resonated. Again, if you have some other reasons or if you think I'm crazy. I don't post for you to agree, as my mentor would say. I post because it's truthful to me, number one, and I want to spawn conversations that may help you grow, learn, and change. <sighs> Big sigh. I'm glad to get that off my chest. I know this was a little bit different, um, but that's where I am today in life. Next podcast, we'll be back to the regularly scheduled program. So. If you're listening on the audio platform, please follow. Get busy in the comments. Let me know your thoughts. This is to be a community. This is not a monologue by any stretch. So help me push this platform forward. Appreciate you guys. God bless you. Peace. Sun Podcast is produced by D. John's Live Studios. All rights reserved. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform. We'll see you here next time. Mm-hmm.